Hello, OdaFest listeners. Welcome to the newest episode of the OdaFest podcast. I'm joined here by Angelo, Nancy, and myself, which is Jay, I guess. Uh, welcome back, guys. It's uh, good to be back. Yeah, um, good to be back. Yes. <laughs> I was working last week, so I couldn't be here. I was horrendously sick and sounded, uh, actually, I sounded like an eight-year-old. Um, <laughs> They'd have been coming for you. They wouldn't have believed you. But you sound a lot better, and I'm glad that you're here. And Sounds a lot us. more like me. Yeah. Before we get too far into anything, uh, I just want to talk about, we have our Goro and Gun promotion. So if you haven't already, buy your tickets for the Koyo, which is our Goro and Gun Odin dinner on November 30th. Tickets are $40 for a three-course meal, and they include tax and tip, which is pretty good. And all the information for that is going to be on odafest.com slash oden. That's O-D-E-N. Uh, I'm super excited. It's going to be delicious. It sounds like a good time. Mm-hmm. On the same day, earlier in the day, you should probably head over to Leave at the BMO Center. That's where the Holiday Expo is for Calgary Expo. We'll also be there. We'll have a table there promoting Odafest stuff. What a surprise. But we also have tickets on sale there i believe fifty dollars the best part is no service fee as you would pay online so fifty dollars flat rate get your passes there and we also unveiled uh, a new holiday pin christmas time kind of thing it looks really nice if you haven't seen it on social media yet it's on facebook go check it out it's really yeah. cute it's yeah it's like this light green it's got sparkles it's very aurora like color yeah. the color is very aurora's hair yeah so it I was really like nice it. um they did a really good job so mm-hmm. check that out and passes are still fifty dollars online, but they do have a service charge, so it's probably closer to fifty-five. My battery is running low. Ah, I'm doomed. That's doomed. okay. It's all right. I deserve it. I should be checking these things, but whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, before you, January first. Plug that in while we continue talking. Uh there's like a there should be a cord over on Angela's side that comes over here. Yeah, sweet. Steering on the on the on the flow. All right, let's go. So yeah, that's pretty much everything that you really need to know about Odafest in the next four weeks or so. November is a busy month because we're heading into December, and every means everything has to be corporate as shit. Yes, <laughs> bow down to your corporate overlords. Your consumerist. Who here, you, who here has worked retail? We've all worked We've retail, all worked right? Retail. I've worked retail. Oh, what was it, where, where did you guys work retail? What was your first retail job? For me, it was The Source, basically, Canadian Radio Shack. Wow. For anyone who doesn't know. It was Radio Shack for a long it time. It was, so. yeah. I worked there for seven years. Ooh. When I started working there, there was no Black Friday. Yep. By yeah. the end of me working there, it was like Black, Black Friday. But hold on, back up. When when did Black Friday officially become a thing in Canada? Well, maybe you here. You know what? I can look like that up. Here. When did Black Friday uh, really start really becoming start a thing? We didn't really start doing it at the source until, like, I want to say 2013 or 2014. Yeah, yeah some companies were a little mm-hmm. bit on it faster than others, but Canada, Black Friday. I don't think I'm under any NDAs, but I'm not going to give exact numbers. <laughs> but for but... Boxing Day, for the first, like, five years that I was working there, mm-hmm. It was the biggest deal. Oh. By the end of me working there, Black Friday had totally cannibalized all the Boxing Day stuff. I'm not surprised. Yeah. Um, So my my first and only retail experience was working at Blue Notes. And as you can imagine, it was not a good time. I I swore that I would never work clothing retail, and I haven't. I've never worked clothing retail. It was not a good time. It's it's not because I think it's like the worst 
kind of retail there is. I just hate the idea that if you're on the sales floor and someone sneezes on your, like, the pile of clothes that you've just folded, you have to fold them again. Mm-hmm. And I think it's just, like, the most tedious thing. It is. Uh, boxing, no, Boxing Day is one thing. 2001, blah, 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 212. About 2008 was the first sort of, like, black, Big Black Friday. Because apparently in, like, 2001, there were a lot of Canadians who lived in the border, let's say, like, Vancouver and GTA areas. They would travel GTA across. GTA isn't the border. <laughs> Not GTA, but southern Ontario. Close anyways. enough. You were yeah. a bus ride away from the border. Yeah. Well, it's a depend- long-ass bus people, ride. People, <laughs> people will do a lot now, of things having that said, deals. as a Windsor man... Uh, cross-border shopping is a big deal. It right? Is. It is thoroughly good. Yeah. Uh, like going across the border, like uh, Detroit, Dearborn, Great Lakes like, Crossing, that place is awesome. Let's say you use $50 in fuel, but you can save 100 or $200 on a TV. I can understand it, right? Like, like, Well, you know what I mean? It depends on what you got because you had to smuggle it back over the border. Right, because you didn't you want to announce it to customs, people right? in the car yeah. so that your value for customs was large enough. Yeah. Like, this... <laughs> This was down to a science. Yeah, I'm sure it was. And it's what, not like what was the science? Tell basically, me. Basically, I, I was too young at the time. Uh, because pre-9-11, you didn't need a passport to get over the border. Right. You yeah. could just go to the border with That's a driver's true. license, or in my case, because I was younger, a ratty-ass birth certificate Ooh. that's just an unlaminated piece of paper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you're across the border, and you're doing whatever the hell you want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, because... Uh, Customs free. There was only a, so much of a limit per person, so it wasn't odd to have like three or four adults in a minivan mm-hmm. with like two kids, mm-hmm. okay. and then coming back with six or seven hundred dollars worth of obvious things, mm-hmm. and then another six or seven hundred dollars worth of unobvious things. I've never, I've uh, never like done buying shoes. Any of that. You throw your old shoes and you're wearing the new ones across the border. Oh, okay, right. yeah, that that one. Makes and they sense. can't really like, what are I they going to do, right? An like, extra, if you bought a sweater, you're wearing that sweater while going through customs. Mm-hmm. The tag is burned before you're ever getting there. Oh yeah. But I mean, at the same time, yeah, like at that point, I don't know if there's anything they really can do about that in a sense. Yeah, like, it's like proof. they could be like, that looks pretty new. It's like, yeah, I got it last week. Thanks. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like, Man, I got it last week. I take good care of my stuff. Yes. Yeah. Right. I mean, how far are you going to burn through that sweater in a week anyway? Like, Honestly, do you go through sweaters, like, every week? It's basically an open secret. Yeah. Uh, customs, they don't care if someone's bringing back a, a new sweater or something. The big things were produce. Electronics. Uh, not even, actually. Really? I totally big, Produ- I can totally see why produce. Yeah. Like, yeah. produce, plants. Right. Yeah, yeah. Wooden things. Okay. Meat products of any Meat kind. Meat products. Ooh. Like for food, meat, for a certain amount, meat, you can dairy. get over just by saying, "Yeah, it's just for me." Yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you're bringing back like eight cases of beer yeah. or something, they're like, "That's that's not all for you." Come on. <laughs> and then they look at Angela, and he's like, "Maybe that's all." For you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, Black Friday. I I remember when I first started working in retail, which was like a long time ago. Uh, like I I've done only sort of like low low-level retail like a lot of my stuff was usually technical in nature but also happened to have sales on the side mm. but by the time that i worked in more like just sales focus areas and there was like black friday i didn't hate it that badly but maybe it was just me like i think that like or maybe it was our sales or our type of like store which was like at the time i remember i was uh an ass man at a shoe store 
So that, it was like people would come in and buy shoes and they'd be interested. But I mean, there's also a bunch of other shoe stores around anyways because I worked in a mall. Yep. So like the competition was like fierce. Fair but I also didn't have to deal with that much stuff. You know, mm. like at the end of the day, I'm going to sell you either a couple pairs of shoes or you're going to walk out the door and I'm like, hmm, okay. <laughs> I want to say the first two Black Fridays that I was working at the source, almost no customers even realized it was happening. Yeah, they're like, oh, cool, there's, so a, there's a sale. Like, oh, there's a sale. And it was busier than normal. Yeah. But it wasn't busy, busy. And for all those days, all those years, Boxing Day was the nightmare day. Boxing Day is uh, still the nightmare day, but I would still have, I'd rather. And then. Closer to like yeah. the, the middle years, both days would be the nightmare days. People mm-hmm. realize, holy shit, there's a deal at the source. Let's the go only... there both days. So the difference with Black Friday and Boxing Day is that Black Friday isn't a stat holiday. People don't get that day off work. If they're actually yeah, going to take advantage of that sale day, they actually take a day off to go do it. Which well, is it's not even that. It's that retail workers have to suffer. Because they don't even get paid more. They just have to that too. they just have to deal with crap. Yep. Exactly. But at least I will say, and there's been very limited instances in where like Canadian uh buyers were like stupid about it. But generally speaking, the behaviors of Canadians at like a retail location during Black Friday or even Boxing Day have been pretty tame. Like there's been a couple of times where people are like you hear about something slightly dumb, but no one's getting shot. No one's getting trampled i think although maybe there was one case that it was trampled i don't remember we never had people acting that bad no but no, i've heard stories people I've get heard pushy stories. and you hear stories i don't yeah. think i've heard but, uh, i've had more customers be in a bad mood yeah the few days leading up to christmas mm-hmm. more so than boxing day or black friday on those days people are like yeah it's busy whatever we understand do you think it's because people are because people are under so much stress? Yeah, but do you think it's because they've had more time to wear them down? Because it's like it's a ticking time bomb, right? The closer you get to Christmas, the more urgent your your shopping needs are. I, I like first of all, I'm the kind of person that I'm not trying to say I'm super thoughtful. I just kind of sort of plan things out already. Like I have, I have two levels or three levels of gifts: family gifts, good friend gifts. And, like, general gifts that I just don't mind giving out. Because I don't mind giving out gifts if I can afford, you know, whatever it is that I'm giving away or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much a last-minute shopper. <laughs> but I, no, no. But even when I'm last-minute, I still have an idea of what I want for somebody. So I know when I'm going out. Like, I'm, I'm very much that, like, that typical guy shopper where it's like, I'm not browsing. I know what I want. <laughs> I came here to hunt. <laughs> for me? I'm very much like that when I go shopping. I don't I go to a mall to, like, like graze. Yeah, I yeah. go because it's like, okay, I got to hit this store this store and then right? i'm done and so even i've been last minute but i like i can i know exactly what i'm getting and even if i can't get that exact pocket anymore maybe because i was last minute and it ran out i also have like backup ideas because i know what my general idea was for that person or i or often group. have no idea what i'm getting someone yeah until i see it at the store and so <laughs> wow i'm walking through the store purely emotional I'm just being like what what does this person want what do they need what how do I appease the gods of capitalism for their honor? And you're like, and so I can't. <laughs> oh, sometimes I do really good, and sometimes it's eh. Yeah, here's a gift card. No. Yeah. Here's an like, Amazon gift card. There was one time for my mom's birthday where I was just walking through a store being like, what the hell do I get her? Yeah. And I saw these, like, these decorative uh, treasure chests that were covered in, like, uh, aged world maps, and I was like, that's 
that's cool looking. That is I cool. I know she'll like that. <laughs> it's oh. $300. But what the hell do I put inside of it? Oh. And then so I kept looking around. And luckily her birthday is just in the time of the month where garden centers are still open. Yeah. So I went and got like some flower pots and put those inside of there with like the plants and everything. And it looked awesome. Huh. And I got it to the point where it could still close and I could wrap it in a bow. Wow. So that she would open it up and these live flowers would pop out and just... That was one of the best I've done. Wow. Angelo, Angelo and I is no idea I was what, doing. What we're that learning about, what pride. we're learning is that Angelo is in a, like an impulsive but like emotional drifter, yeah. sort of like he's and and I totally get that when you see something and it makes like when I'm and on holiday. This year for Dio's birthday, it was the most boring thing ever. I bought her a bathrobe because she kept stealing them. That's true. I was hey, there for that. Hey, it's practical. Yeah, that's no, practical. It. No, she it's likes it. That's the, that's the other thing. It was a good but gift. I think it's just, it like was a boring. It, gift. It's how I approach souvenirs. So I don't typically buy souvenirs, and I don't typically expect souvenirs or anything like that. But when I do go out and, you know, I'm traveling or whatever the occasion might be, and I see something, and it, re- it specifically reminds me of somebody. And again, like price tag being reasonable or whatever, I might buy it for them. Because Wait. it's just, it's the best kind of gift when you're like, hey, like, I saw this, made me think of you. Maybe it's like, I know you like your, this is your favorite chocolate bar. It could be something simple like that. Or it could be like, this is a series I know you like, and this was a thing from that series or whatever, right? But aside from that, I tr- I tend like I said I tend to plan out what it is, but like planning is still like it's in the yeah. realm of what Angelo does. But yours is sort of more impressive All because you're sort of like pow. Like, I'm going I'm somewhere for this person, yeah, oh. and I don't know what I'm getting. Yeah. Do you do you think there's anything worth getting right now? Do you do you look up anything for Black Friday? Uh. I, I haven't have a... looked up anything yet. Hold on. Yeah, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> um, I have a friend who currently happens to be bed shopping. So he's literally on the lookout for a mattress, a good one, from he doesn't care where, but a mattress that he will actually enjoy sleeping on. That's, that's... that's it. It's extremely practical. It's like one of the most grown-up things I've ever heard anyone doing for Black Friday. It's like, I'm looking I for mean... a bed. Like, I, okay. It, it makes sense. You need it. Like, like And you spend you so much time in your bed. Yeah, you should. Anyways, yeah. but <laughs> I think that I there hasn't been not too much. there hasn't been anything that I've looked up for specifically Black Friday because I also just sales while they're nice and like depending again on the price tag. If the price tag is over, I don't know, like two hundred, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred dollars, that kind of thing, mm. it might be nice to have it on sale. But most of the things I'm looking for nowadays lie in that fifty to hundred sort of range yeah. most of the time. If it's something I really want or something yeah. like that. And if it's on sale, then, like, great. Even but better. I also usually don't care that much. And I'm not saying that I'm making, like, lots of dosh or something that I can be like, <laughs> I can buy whatever I want. But it's also, like, to a certain point, you're like, a sale is nice, but immediacy is nice, too. Right? Yeah. Like, if depending on what you want out of it. Yeah. Like, there's a couple things that I want to look for. I want to check out some pants. I, I know that Mark's is going to have some sort of deal on, so I'm going to mm-hmm. find pants. Mark's sure. pants. Mark's workwear. And, uh... The other thing that kind of leads into a different topic. Uh huh. I want to look at VR headsets. Yes. I don't think I'm gonna get one because I don't think any sale will be good enough. I to have justify. serious. I've said I'm... so. Like VR headsets kay. are just. They're I, so. I'm looking at the HTC Vive and it's a thousand dollars Canadian for the full kit, right? Yes. Yeah. If it went down to six hundred dollars. I'd consider it. No, I, don't, I still don't I'd think start, I'd consider like, it. I'd start trying to justify I don't, it. And I don't think there's any value and in lying it. lying to myself. 
to make me buy it. I think there's no. I I still don't think I would at that price the, point. So, but that's where I would start. Like and two I don't years think ago, the deals are gonna get that. Angela, deal. two years ago, we were talking about this on a podcast about like because it was like that's when uh, VR was starting to come out really. Like, yeah. With and, and here's the thing. Two things have not changed. The price has not scaled down to the way that we want it to. No. The price has come down, but not enough. Yeah, not enough, and availability isn't enough. But I would also argue that the software hasn't it's justified it. It's none of the software is particularly that good. And number three, there actually hasn't been enough technological development in it for me to say that you'd want it. So, like, there's, I'll reiterate what I said before because I can remember fairly clearly. Number one. You're limited by space, by your own physical space. Yes. I, in my place right now, I could not if set you up. Needed this, that, tape. this table on yes. the balcony, then you could play. But that's a problem. Like, but you have uh, to no, do most that people, every time you play. It's not even, and that's not even just my space. I don't think there's a lot of places, like a, a lot of homes, where you could be like, I'm just gonna clear this area away so I can have this. Have the space for a VR play this, game, right? Number two is. It's not immersive enough. I want yeah. it to be you. You want an immersive experience, as in it doesn't break too much, right? Like I can, I'm not even video games like sort of break the immersion experience, but you, but you're also in a third party sort of sense. Once you're in that first party, uh, like environment, you want to not be pulled away by some like either it's like the wall imprint kind of thing. Or the fact that you're just holding like controllers instead of like having like a haptic like glove hands, feedback. Yeah, kind of haptic thing. gloves would be great. And the other thing is just movement, right? Like you have not just about space, but we we know that there's like these omnidirectional directional treadmills. A, they're expensive as yeah, shit. They are, yes. And, I would never get into that. And it's just, but it's a, it's sort of an essential part because like no one really wants to be clicking around and doing all this other stuff. Like I'm, there's there's so many drawbacks to it right now. And I get that there are fun games. Like I have wanted or have seen software that I want to play, but I'm looking Beat at Saber. two or three <laughs> games. Beat Saber. I played Beat Saber. It's fun. It's not. But would um, you pay for it? Thousand dollars fun. Yeah. That's so, the thing. Like the, like the other I, thing, I the software. It's not a thousand dollars fun. The yeah. software is too sparse, too limited. Library is too small. And Plus, you, you still have to pay on it. top of the hardware cost. Yeah, you yeah. need you need a powerful enough like video card. Yeah. To, to power this. I, like I don't know about you guys, but I would need it to be and like I need VR to not just be a gaming experience. I need it to be almost like the same way I treat a computer, where I'm browsing Chrome on this. I'm watching YouTube no. videos on it. Because like if I'm not doing that sort of thing, it doesn't. Justify why would I? Yeah. Not cost. to mention, again, you also need a computer. Yes. to run that oh, it's not just a, a very VR headset. expensive you need computer. a fairly strong computer uh like sort of mid high range at this point now i'm i'm blessed in that most of the requirements i tick those boxes yeah i've got a good computer it's the 7700k with vega 64 that can do vr uh i've got space all i have to do is push my chair out of the way and i have space I actually sure do. the only things there's two games I want to play. Uh-huh. Beat Saber. Okay. And one other game that's not out for half a year. Is it Half-Life Alex? It is Half-Life Alex. Uh-huh. You lied to me. I saw you on Twitter. You're like, I don't care. Like, I, care. <laughs> I, I didn't want to care. And then I saw the trailer. Yeah, and Dio was, oh, it was no. funny because I saw the, I saw the Twitter conversation. I saw the, tw- I saw the thread. Dio was just like linking you. She's like, hey, like Half-Life still can't count to three, but here's Alex. And you're like, oh, I don't I care. I didn't want to care. <laughs> I don't want to care because I don't want to spend the money. And like, 
VR has come down in price. The HTC yeah. Vive, when it was launched, was $1,500 Canadian. Now it's 1000 That's still too goddamn expensive, though. Personally? Yeah. It needs to get down to, like, the $500 range before yeah. you consider it. Absolutely. But because... personally, I'm not going to get into any of this until we have, like, Decks and Holosuite, man. So, oh, that's the other game. That's the other game I want to play. I want to play uh, Bridge the Command or Bridge whatever. Command. Yeah. Or I think oh. that's what it's called. I don't remember. Star I just Half-Life and Beat Saber. VR game. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'd try VR chat, but I really don't think I'd be interested in it. Bridge Crew. Bridge Crew. That's what it is. The only other thing is... You can you can do that. The <laughs> Vive is a high-resolution <laughs> monitor, and I want to see if it's possible wow. or what it's like to use it for productivity. Eh. If it's worthwhile at all, or I... if I would be better off just getting a better monitor. That that those that's the only thing I Can would. Can you look actually at. wear one of those just like full time as a monitor? But would you I can't want see why to? Not. Would you but want I don't to? Think, I don't think you would want to. No. I First of all, I, okay, so I would have because the only way I think, depending on how you would have it work, mm-hmm. is you'd only be able to look at it with moving your eyes. Well, the other thing is, two things. I wear glasses. I know that you can wear them with glasses. Like I said, I've played with VR. I've done the whole thing, but I don't necessarily want to. Second of all, I like having real world peripheral vision. Like it's I agree. nice to know I agree. that I don't know, maybe in your house no. if if your if your friend or family member drops something and you don't have to like whip off like like you kind of just have to look at the source of the noise at, or something like at that. You know the what I mean? Risk yeah. Of destroying my plan. The reason why I was looking at this Yes. And the reason I would need such a huge discount for new hardware is yesterday I looked at eBay for used hardware. And? You can get, there's a, there was a couple listings where for... you could get a complete Vive kit, used, of course, Ooh. for $400 Canadian after shipping. And that's the price point where it starts making sense. Yeah. That's the price point where it's like, here's a, I, th- I think, tempting. it's tempting. the best way to put it, I think in your, in your viewpoint, which I don't disagree with, is that, it needs to cost about the same as a console. Yeah. yeah. If it costs more than a console, and we're not talking about this PlayStation 5 going to cost $1,100 Canadian bullshit. I'm talking no. about an Xbox One or Nintendo Switch or something of that level. Whether it's realistic for the companies themselves or not, that's kind of their main competitor. It is. Yeah. It absolutely No is. matter how you look at it, because a console is nothing more than a peripheral in its own way. Right. Sure. Uh, like I, I wouldn't. A computer is a computer. It's not. I would a argue. I would change your word. Uh, consoles are an ecosystem. No, they're peripheral because they only. To me, they, they are, only do one thing. Well, they are an ecosystem though, because in this you case, you buy an Xbox. Yeah. And you then can you're only in the play Xbox ecosystem. Yeah. You be up by a VR headset. But you're, you're in, in the, the PC. VR headset. Yeah. Ecosystem. But you're of on the PC. You need other things. It's a I guess. Like I understand where you're coming from. But to me, if it's for single use, and I don't care that you can browse the internet on a console, like I'm. Who's gonna do that? It's just fucking controls. You have no idea how many teenagers uh, went through Lipid sites on the 3DS web browser. I am really curious now. Thank you for bringing up. Yeah, but at least on the at least on the 3DS, you can you you can uh, you sort of have a mouse. Like it's probably easier because you can tap. It was a garbage browser. It was really bad. It took like. I'm not saying it's not. Anyway, I just think that overall, you know, if you if you end up buying that four hundred dollar used one or or if it ever comes down, like great, but it is definitely not justifiable. And anyone who has it, it's like great, I think it is fun. It. 
even at four hundred dollars, yeah. it's like there's so much more I could do with that money. Here's the other here's the other issue that I have with it is that so in a game like um, Bridge Crew that I was talking about, yeah, the best part about that game is that you can play in multiplayer. Mm-hmm. It's not about me having it; it's about you guys having it oh, too. Oh no! But then so we all sucks. have to do it. That's we super all sucks. have our own space. You know what that reminds me of? Final Fantasy Crystal Chronicles. Oh man, that was a Why time. I don't know anything about it. Because okay, so it was so an amazing. It was a great experience. game. The best multiplayer experience on the GameCube. But every player needed to have a GBA to play. Not only that, you needed all the link cables, all the and, GameCube link cables yeah, to be and, able to play. And you uh-huh. could try and play without the GBA, but then you wouldn't have a map, you wouldn't have your extra... It just uh, straight up wouldn't let you. Like yeah, you could play like, single player without You could play Boy, single player without the GBA, that's But as right. soon as you want even two players, you need the Game Boy. You right. have to. So that goes from like the $60, $80, whatever it was, cost of single player... Plus the game. Suddenly, yeah. Plus the a game. A four hundred dollar plus experience. Oh yeah. For two player, mm-hmm. scaling up to like eight hundred or nine hundred dollars if you wanted everyone to play. Of course, it wasn't all one person buying all that hardware. Mm-hmm. But like it was really. But. <laughs> but it, I found that to be a really exclusive sort of. It was yeah. hard to play multiplayer when that game I was just... best in multiplayer. Yeah, and like if you know back then I was in like what freaking high school like. Yeah. Like, I would have been like, Angelo, yo, come over and play a game with me. But, like, you can't. You'd have to go out and buy a GBA just to play this game with me. Yeah. Bitch, bring over your Game Boy Advance. I got two cables. <laughs> but, like, if you didn't have two cables, I'd have to go out and buy my I own. I seriously never knew any about anything this is, about this. This was the biggest problem for me because it was such a good experience, but I was unwilling to spend the money to actually be able to play the game. Yeah. yeah. Because it was so expensive. I was in high school. I can't afford this. Exactly. So, in the same sort of vein, um, and we're talking about consoles as well, so new console, new console, not new concept, but uh, Netflix, but for games, the, it's the holy grail. We've, we've reached this topic when it was first announced. Oh. Google, Google Stadia. Stadia. Oh, yes. Google Stadia. Uh, is it Stadia or Stadia? Stadia. I always, Stadia. Okay, because I always want to call it Stadia because... Like, because of the way it's spelled. Well, not just that because it's Italian in nature, and Italian like that's that's the Italian word for stadium, and you say stadia. Yeah, so I don't but know we're we're to. in North America, and I guess you say stadium. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe in Italy, in Italy they'll still call it stadia. I so, hope they do, sort of. Did you guys keep up with the launch of Stadia at all? Yes. I did not um, watch the actual launch. So my my biggest concern is the fact that it is. So I mean, the concept is really cool. I think it it could make like heavy gaming a lot more accessible to people who don't want to keep up with hardware. But my biggest problem with that is that now it just shifts the cost onto internet because you need to be able well, to just constantly was, be streaming. I was going to say like that's, that's say the exact is, opposite. What yeah. the fuck were you thinking, Google? Uh, they, people who pre-ordered, pre-ordered. People pre- oh shit, of course yeah, people, people pre-ordered. They, you needed the Chromecast they, Google Ultra? Google did give you the access code for some, for some people, up to two days later. Oh, is it through Chromecast? I didn't know. You that. Have okay, to... so there's a couple different things. Okay, yeah. Well, it's, hold on. Uh... We'll back up and summarize the actual like launch. So okay, so I'll give a brief timeline. Back in June, and a, a little bit extra, you could pre-order the Stadia controller and the Chromecast Ultra. It was like a hundred thirty dollar US package, and uh, it ships to you last week. Hopefully, mm-hmm. it shipped to you. Yep. And 
Google didn't give you the access code to turn the Chromecast Ultra into a Stadia device. Uh, oh, that's weird. I missed that part. Because they were going to email you the access code to do that later on. But they didn't do that on launch day. In fact, it was like two days later that some people finally got their codes. Some people didn't even get their codes all through the weekend. So, so they basically had a giant infrastructure that no one played on. US yeah, we had, you had no infrastructure weekend, in place. You couldn't play the game. Yeah, you had no effective infrastructure. Like you, you had you had device, but that doesn't necessarily mean infrastructure in this day and age because right. you still need access. Now, having um, that said, it's a cool idea. It's, it's not play without a console. It's not. It's not a cool idea. It's not an ingenious idea. People yeah, the, have had the idea before, and no one's really made no, it work. No, the, the problem with it is, first of all, you're right, that it need, it requ- so it shifts the burden on having a good internet connection, but it also, here, my biggest issue that I have with it, and it's a little bit different with Netflix or something like that, because somehow we sort of, like, the, it, there, there's an expected rotation of things. If anyone who ever had a PlayStation 3, and they played PT, and then PT got pulled. Yes. Yes. Because they have the right to do so. Yes. You should not want that for something exactly. that, like like it's one thing sort of to to have like sorry I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna loop something in here a little bit later too regarding Stadia and sort of like the sort of service but losing your the right to play a game that you haven't finished is probably the dumbest thing I've ever heard because if you're like halfway through let's say uh witcher or some other long game and they're like oh uh through some licensing agreement or some other thing we can't have you play this game anymore that is absolutely the biggest problem with stadia i think i want to say a couple good things about it before i get into the laundry list of things i hate about it is that okay (laughs) so why don't we try this with the pro negatives and then pro and try and make this a little because then we'd only get into like two of the negatives Okay, so, uh, pro thing that cool you like. Thing is, yes. You can play the games in very good quality on just about any device. Yes. You, ha- you can have granted a fucking that potato you, with a screen. Granted, you need a good internet connection, and you're not relying on something ridiculous like now, let, 7.1 how, how Dolby surround sound. How good of an internet connection do you need? You know? Pretty, pretty. They say. They say. They say at least I'm gonna 35 megabit per second down. Uh, oh, I was going to guess about 25. And uh, they say, but fifty's not that hard. Something like fifteen or ten megabit per second up. What was what was the cost? What's the cost for Stadia to, uh, buy, to buy one? To buy the kit? Yeah, so it's one hundred thirty bucks. I don't know what the subscription cost is because I don't care enough to find out. I but, think it's yeah. So you need a beefy ass internet connection that most people don't have. Nine or thirteen. Uh, anyway. You know how much data it uses in an hour? A lot. Around four gigs. A lot. That, so, that's, that's pretty heavy considering that's about that's supposed of, to be about like 1080. Using it on your yeah. phone when you're out and about. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. 10 I think 1080p YouTube streaming is about two gigs just for comparison for yeah. an hour. Yeah. So that's that's fairly heavy. But I will also say, and I'm I'm sorry to say that we're probably not going to get into that long laundry list of what you're saying. But I want to. There's another service that's just popped up, and we haven't looped it in, but it's in the same family, sort of. Which is um, Microsoft Game Pass. Yes. So while you don't need a whole new um, setup like to do so, but the Game Pass is another subscription sort of system. You're gonna download the game. You have the game 
Yeah, I think we. I believe it's going to be on your hard drive. a big difference between Stadia and Game Pass. Yeah, because you're not actively streaming the game. A lot of people are saying that like Stadia is Netflix for video games. Yeah, it's not. Because you pay your subscription fee, you buy whatever hardware you want, and then you still have to buy the game. Mm-hmm. That is true. Game Pass is is that not actually Netflix for video games? More so, in a sense. Like you, you download the game, you don't have to stream the game, but they they have the ability to revoke, revoke access to the game, which really annoys me. There's a lot of there's another several sets of reasons that like changes how I want to enjoy PC gaming in general as well because we with these kind of user agreements that you're going to start seeing with the kind of control that they have to the content that you're going to be playing, you're probably they're going to clamp down on things like mods unfortunately yeah. as well and mm-hmm. mods are like a huge part of the gaming community uh if you are a pc gamer it is one of the primary reasons you should be a pc gamer is that the fact that you can have a lot more resources attributed into your game through the use of third-party mods that the truth is most of them i would say like literally the majority are not trying to be malicious or any in any way they do alter some of like the code one or the they, they they inject code sometimes fun times gaming i've ever had yeah was when Blizzard was down for maintenance and we couldn't get into Overwatch. Me and a few friends went and got the character models for Overwatch. Like just through the Steam Workshop, right? <laughs> brought them into Left 4 Dead 2. Ah, yeah. Yeah. And that was our Overwatch for the night. We were playing mm. Overwatch 2 Zombie Mode. It was great. Yeah. Mm. And but the problem I have again with with how things are going to be changing with these sort of subscription models and sort of right to access games, right? Is that again? Even if you want, don't want to talk about the mod argument, you don't want to talk about uh, like the accessibility argument, I don't want to lose access to a game that I'm only half completed yeah. for no reason that's... other than they, they couldn't come to an agreement somewhere up the line. Yeah. And, and I have that's... no control over it. And again, on that same note, like their, their launch library of games is quite small. Oh, it's super small. And... Stadia is. Mo- Game Pass sorry, Stadia. is yeah. um, and, Sorry, I'm always going to call Stadia, I think, at this point. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. I don't care. Don't um, care about Stadia. <laughs> no. Um, but my, my thing is, is that it's it's a very small library, and yeah. it's mostly older games. It There's, like, what, what yeah, do they have for launch all, exclusives? They're mm. all a little bit older. Uh, they're also probably going to start... They're probably going to come out slower than other releases, other release platforms just because they probably have to configure it slightly differently for the streaming to work. Mm-hmm. Now, Jay, you're really, really, really worried about Google killing off Stadia soon. But why would Google do that? Google, like, Google just is has... a big company. They have all the money. They can keep Stadia going for like But decades, they have right? a terrible killed... track record They've... for killing off It's not things. like they there's a kill by of... Google.com or anything, right? Yeah, yeah no, no, not at all. No. Not it's, at all. It's not like Google ever killed Google Wave. Or they're or planning on killing CloudPrint in the next Cloud year. Or, or the old Gchat. Uh, Google Glass. Google kills Google Glass. It's interesting. Bless, bless your hearts, uh, early adopters of Google Stadia. But Honestly, I, I, don't, sorry. I, just, I thought I the don't idea might have been worth like back in June when they announced it, I thought it might have been like a worthwhile thing. But Google was saying some support. really cool things, like how they were going to do negative latency eventually, right? Something. Did you like guys that. hear about that? Yeah, I, I did, did hear about that. And how everyone is going to be like, yeah, but there's network latency involved and it's going to suck for input and it's going to be. Bad. Yeah. And so Gamers Nexus is a great YouTube channel, and they this morning actually released some numbers on what your uh, input latency, what kind you can expect. 
Mm-hmm. It's probably at least in the 50 millisecond range. So, for the best case scenario in a lot of games, it was 50 milliseconds above what you would already experience. Normally. With some games doing mm. ex- extremely bad. Uh, Metro Last Light, they were experiencing 300 millisecond input latency. Ooh. Well, you better, you know, it just it makes F- you anticipate... Yes. You should just be a better gamer and be able to anticipate In better. An FPS, and wow. I understand it's a single player. FPS. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so it's not like it's a competitive FPS, but I would say that's unplayable. I and, think. And uh, on top of that, that that was the worst case scenario. Sure. But you're like, oh well, maybe they just have shitty internet. They have gigabit symmetric Google Fiber. Here's that another, is the best case scenario. The, 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 yeah, the internet. At the end of the day, I think it's going to come crashing down on internet because there are actually plenty of countries that we're not even talking about, like developing countries of any kind that just don't have great access. Like Australia has terrible, has notoriously terrible internet. Yeah. Canada, Canada, Canada sort of doesn't have great has internet. Issues. Right. Yep. Um, even the U.S. The, has Comcast. The U.S. has issues in the sense that, like, in the middle of the U.S., sort of, you know what? They, they have some issues. And, and generally speaking, like, the best, the, the countries with the best internet don't necessarily want to buy into this anyways. Like, there's, there were some I think Google the user, who were saying that, uh, yeah, but... The user base is quite if small. If you create uh, use cases that people want to play that require yeah. faster internet, the ISPs, to please their customers, to try to pull in new customers, yeah. they're going to step up their game to uh, deliver a better product. This is a company saying this. This is Google saying this. A company who created their own ISP because ISPs weren't good enough. Yeah, but they haven't really spread as far as they thought they, they would. Um, they I want to get back to... Because ISPs are like blocking them yeah. in every way. I want to I wanna get back to something that was a little bit more fun, which is... Um, I want to talk a little... I want to finish up here with Half-Life Alex a little bit. Oh, yeah. Um, because it is fairly recent news. Uh, it takes place in between 1 and 2, I believe. Yes, it's a prequel to Half-Life 2. Yeah. But they have said you should be playing. You should have played Half-Life 2 Episode 2 before you play Half-Life Alex. Yeah. And the reason will be obvious. It looks pretty good, I will say. I saw the trailer. The trailer. It looks so good. Have you have you played Half-Life games? Yes. <laughs> I have, yes. Have like, it looks would you? So good. It looks so fun. If it wasn't VR, would you get it? Yeah, I'd get it if it wasn't VR. If it wasn't I think VR, if I would it would was... like, I would have it already. Yeah. <laughs> I don't pre-order. I would pre-order yeah. it already. Yeah. I know that. I know that in this case there is a Vive or not a Vive. It's a Steam VR pre-order package that comes uh, with Valve Alex. Index. That yeah, yeah. All versions of the Valve Index come with. Yeah, yeah. Mm. which is great and all, but I, the Valve still Index. Too limited. When I first heard of this. They weren't shipping Valve Index to Canada. No. Some point within like the days of them announcing it and giving more information, right? Suddenly they shipped the Valve Index to Canada. That's mm. great. And Valve Index is thirteen hundred dollars Canadian. Oh market. my god! But it, again, the, the game Index. itself looks fun. I'm hoping, and I think we're all sort of hoping that they come out. They they're gonna release a non VR version. Hopefully. Uh, because obviously you can still make software money, but. I have a feeling that we're not going to see that for like a full year after the original Alex. I'm release. not sure if that will happen at all. But because they're trying to push that. The hardware. day that Portal came out, you know what was happening? Mm. People were bringing uh, the Half-Life 2 map into Portal. So suddenly you could play Half-Life 2 with a gravity gun. Yeah, mm. I remember now that. Now I understand the Half-Life Alex 
is a Source 2 engine game. Yeah. So it might not work right away. But somebody, someone's going to find Somebody way. is going to port those maps to Half-Life 2 Episode <laughs> 2 engine. It's true. And it's going to be playable and it's going to be good. PC modding, hell yeah! Thank you, Steam Mod Community. Yeah, ah. basically. Um, it's you know. going to happen. I just don't want to And like I said, like the game the game looks fun. I'm I'm not even the biggest Half-Life fan, but I've played through it and it's like it is fun. It's just that I was never like super super into it. If it's VR only, I will probably never touch it. Like it's just the truth. I'm disappointed that it's VR only. And, uh, and what he, I've been saying is, yeah, Steam, I'll enjoy it. I'll love it. Steam has a bad history. Stream. Steam has a very poor history of hardware. Uh, like hardware, yeah, like hardware the controller, push. controller, the Steam, the Steam box or whatever it was called. Box. Like, I uh, the Steam Link works pretty good. Just, just the, no, no. I'm the, not saying the it does. They don't work well. Concept was kind of. I, on I'm not saying they don't work well. I, I'm just saying that they don't penetrate very well into the market, and therefore, yeah. if you, low usage pretty much dooms it. Anyways, I think we've harped on <laughs> on a few things but enough here. I'm excited for it. I'm glad yeah. that Valve is actually making an oh, interesting halfway. game. Not some card game. Fuck you, artifact. Ooh. They still can't. They still can't count to three. So that's all that that's really matters. I'm just glad there's something. I'm it's glad a... there's something. This is yeah, but it's getting ridiculous to the point where it's kind of like Kingdom Hearts, when was where the they're like two point eight. Yeah, two point eight, not three. Two point eight. I mean, Me. they finally came out with three, so maybe Steam can learn from that. But who knows? Anyways, I think that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, there was a lot to bitch about, but that's okay. Because sometimes <laughs> that's all the world gives you, is yeah. things to bitch about. We're uh, also really humorous when we bitch about things. Yeah, It's fun to rant, even if I'm not angry about something. Yeah, It's, it's fun more, to rant. It's more for the comedic effect, totally. Sure. We'll see you at Calgary Expo, we'll see you at Goron Gun, and we'll see you we at Odafest in like six months. Come say hi, definitely. Yes. Have a good uh, one. Thanks Bye. for listening. Bye.